Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another excellent opportunity to discuss your word, Lord, to grow and to mature, Lord, and to become more conformed to the image of your son, who is our first brother, Lord. And we just thank you for your goodness towards us, Lord, and we thank you for your faithfulness, God, that you do those things which you have promised, Lord, that you fulfill all your word and nothing falls short, Lord. So we just thank you for who you are today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. And yes, I enjoyed your prayer, Layla. It was, it was good. And we are all going to be or in the process of being conformed to the image of, of Christ. Amen. So that being said, we ask if you are blessed, that you like this message, that you subscribe on this and any number of the platforms that you can find a dare prayer on, and that you share it with others so they too can be blessed and grow, being conformed to the image of Christ. Amen? Amen. So this morning, as we get into the Word, we are continuing our study in the book of Acts, and we are going to reread in Acts chapter 1, verses 15 through 26. So, can I get a volunteer to reread that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, sir. In those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of names was about 120, and said, Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered with us and attained a part in this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his entrails gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem, so that field is called in their own language, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, and let no one live in it. And let another take his place, another take his office. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied, accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day which he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was named, surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, O Lord, who knows the heart of all, show which of these two ye have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Mm-hmm. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor for you to share what the Holy Spirit's been speaking and ministering to you. Just because I know there were many things that we didn't get to in the last podcast. So we're going to give the opportunity in this episode to cover down on that. And then, of course, to ask any questions that you have. All right? 
So, who'd like to begin? Charles, you can go. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Um, the first thing the Lord wanted me to go to was in Matthew. I had to get to the proper chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Matthew 27, 3 through 10. is talking about Jesus, Judas hangs himself. And what I found interesting the Lord brought to my attention was that uh, Judas gave back the gold, gave back the silver coins. We see that there. But then Peter says that he used the wages of iniquity to buy the field. And the Lord will show me because inside of Acts, Mommy, it said that he used the stuff, the money that he got from betraying Jesus to buy the field. <clears throat> but then we oh no go ahead sweetheart i understand i i, I was just con- just thinking um there was another account that the people that he gave the money back to purchased the field with the money because it was blood money they couldn't put it back in the treasury yes okay so i just go for it and how the lord was showing me here was that yes we are all given the opportunity to repent and their repentance um is only good if you stay in said repentance. Meaning that you can repent from a sin, but then you can easily enter right back into it. If you so choose. Yes, and the Lord showed me this is what happened here. It said Jews became remorseful, and then the Lord showed me that after this, he didn't stay in that same remorse, I'd say, to continue, to change from his actions and continue doing what's right and it was kind of like how you and dad tell us mommy it's uh we're saddened by that fact that we got caught we're not saying by man we shouldn't have done that <laughs> and yes yeah uh-huh Go and ahead. lord show me here is that the same true it's the same is true in every aspect of our lives it's not just with things that we consider mon- mon- minuscule that's it mm-hmm. it's not just the things that we consider less support less important and then it also reminded me of what Layla has said in the last devotional and how when she was asking Mommy the question, Mommy was saying that uh, there was a bird's eye view of everything. And the Lord instantly reminded me of how in my own life, I know for myself, I don't always have to have a bird's eye view of everybody. If I see it, I'm quite able and I'd say accurate in calling it out in somebody else in somebody else i see it a mile away saying that's not right and then it comes down to why are you doing if it's not right and how the lord showed me it was both seeing it and correctly identifying it but also not still acting in that same manner it's not just so like mommy said you can stand on a soapbox which is among my favorite things used to be among my favorite things to do <laughs> Okay. And how I always want to put myself in a pious position and saying, look at me, I can identify everything you're doing wrong. And how the Lord was showing me that it's not the true, um, why we're doing it. He was saying for me specifically, when I talk to somebody about something 
not doing correctly. It's not just to say, okay, you need to come back. It's also for myself. Because if I'm first willing to recognize and say that's not wrong, then it's how dad would say it can't be both. You can't say that's wrong. Mommy, when dad says, you say one thing, but then you go off and do it. You say you had a sudden epiphany of, oh, man, that's so wrong. It's so wicked. But then you go off and do it. It can't be both. And the Mm -hmm. Lord showed me here was that with identifying of the sin and talking to others to bring them back, it's also a safeguard for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't enter into the same sin. Mm -hmm. As opposed to what, sir? About what, dad? And not it being it cannot be both, right? Yes. Because typically with that the first mindset that you were talking about, right? What was happening? What was the point and purpose of identifying or being able to recognize sins, flaws, faults in someone else? Hmm. Was it not selfishness? Was it not to twist or manipulate? In, in order to have some semblance of control over someone else? I was just about to say that. Oh, yeah. Right, so, but that's, a will say, a motive that must be revealed or identified, right? Yes. Why, what's the point and purpose of bringing this up? And especially if you or I, whoever, right, then continues and does the exact same thing in their own life. But then fails to recognize it in their own life, right? Uh, Yes. Isn't that discussed in in the book of James? What's the point of looking at themselves in the mirror to then walk away and forget what their own face looked like, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. But but we should be focused on the Lord. That mirror should be constantly up. Not that it's a vanity piece, right? Yes. But we're constantly examining ourselves in light of the word of God. What else? Yes. I think Layla had something. Well, Dad, you just mentioned um, looking at your face in the mirror and then likening it to vanity. And there's a clear and distinct difference between the two. Vanity is just looking at yourself to prove that you're right or that you're mm-hmm. special. You're worth something. Versus looking at yourself to see, have I got mayonnaise on the corner of my mouth from the delicious sandwich I just ate at lunch? And seeing what areas you need to fix so that you do look good and the way God presented you to be. So, but in order to do that, you have to what? You have to then take care of the things that are revealed. As in, well, if it's mayonnaise and your example from your delicious sandwich, right? Is this a wiping away, a removing, a cleaning, right? Yes. That must be done. So, in the same way. We have to be willing to do those things. Not, oh yeah, I see it, and leave it there, and then just continue, right? Amen. That prompts somebody else to say something again. Okay. So, but we have to be willing to have that happen, and then to actually deal with those things that are revealed that don't reflect the nature, character, and attributes, and I'll say even the image and likeness that the Lord created us in and desires for us to walk in. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking the truth in love starts first with ourselves. Amen. All right. Be willing to hear the truth about ourselves. Yes. From yes. the Holy Spirit. In mm-hmm. love, not condemnation, because the Holy Spirit's not a condemner. 
Mm-hmm. He will convict of sin, but not condemn. Yes. After all, he's God. And if that's what God's motivation was, he could have just done that from the beginning, but it's not. <laughs> right? Okay. Yes. He went to great lengths to give us grace and mercy and restoration and redemption. So be willing to first speak the truth in love to you and in you. Mm-hmm. And then Amen. we can offer that to others. Okay. Good. What else? And then also, as the Lord was showing me here, was, um, I was originally considering why Peter, as I saw, went a long way instead of saying, okay, Lord, who do you want to be an apostle? He gave all the background. And the Lord was showing me here was that there was a difference between not just engaging in an action and actually seeing the action for what it is. Or some things I know, okay, that's just blatantly wrong. I'm not going to do that. But I don't know why it's wrong. I just think, that don't look right. <laughs> okay. And how the Lord showed me, it's also, you have to, first of all, understand why it's wrong so you don't end up doing it later in life. It was like saying, yes, sir? No, nope, I was just listening, sir. And the example he gave was like, if mommy said, okay, put the Legos away. And then I don't hear them. I just come back and I dump them right back out and I start playing with them again. If I don't understand why we are told to put them away, I won't know. And the Lord showed me, is I can't be naive, or as mommy says, you can't turn off your ears so you don't hear the instructions claim. I didn't hear that, mommy. Mm-hmm. And how the Lord showed me here was that Peter had to, um, first of all, tell everybody else about it, and so they fully understand what happened and what was occurring in that situation, so that way they didn't go off and do that thing in their own life, do that action in their own life, not mm. think. So you're saying Peter was coming to multiple layers of revelation here, and he was yes. sharing that with others so that they could see the bird's eye view and understand and know and then go forward without partaking of those things in their now or their future. Yes. Okay. Amen. And, you know, I was, as you were speaking about him, uh, Peter, sharing this, <clears throat> it was interesting that as he's declaring the... The, the scriptures, right? And the, yes. the Holy Spirit is giving understanding, even though it's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the new birth still, the Holy Spirit comes to live in the, the in, in dwell, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come to dwell inside every new believer when they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Then the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit is something different, which we'll read about in Acts chapter two. It's a separate experience. Um, the job of the Holy Spirit is to guide us into all truth. So you see him still... Yes. The, when Jesus met them on the road, they couldn't tell what was going on, right? They were con- yes. dazed and confused. <laughs> but Jesus began to reveal, it is written, it is written, it is written, and explain himself in the scriptures, right? Yes. So he's still carrying in that, that understanding and that revelation going, oh, this is another part of that. This also fit and belonged with it, but also you see him moving forward and not bringing up his own condemnation and shame in here either. Yes. He didn't take away his place and go, well, I betrayed Jesus too. I denied him brother. I denied Christ. So give my spot away as well. So he fully received that, um, redemption that he got the forgiveness that Jesus gave him. As you, you mentioned when we were talking about it, Peter, do you love me? (laughs) Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? There was a reason that God said that. And then by the end of it, 
Peter got it. And we see him still carrying forward in that as well, because he could have been very condemned here. Right. He could have broken yes. fellowship and been like, I'm not worthy, y'all. Don't y'all know I said three times before the cock crowed that I didn't know him. So I'm not worthy. I cannot receive this time. I, I can't be in this upper room. Let me leave. He didn't do that. Which is important about receiving the forgiveness that God gives us and seeing ourselves as he sees us. Jesus told him to feed his sheep, right? Yes. 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 He's walking in that to the best that he knows, right? Yes. He's doing that. He's working with what the Holy Spirit's making known to him. The inward witness is how the Holy Spirit primarily guides us. The, the peace of God ruling in our heart, going, yes, go do that, or no, don't do that. And so I appreciate that, that um, maturity is almost like that's a different man, almost like he's a new creation in Christ. Yay. Amen. Mm-hmm. What else? That was it. Promise. Okay. First, I want to talk about um, verse 18, where I was talking about how Judah's how Phil was by and Judas felt open and how so the Lord's telling me that in order for that to happen, Judas had to let the devil in. He couldn't just go. The mm-hmm. devil just wasn't forcing it on him. That's right. And the Lord reminded me of um there's dogs that we know. Dogs? Yes, mommy. And okay. now when their owner owner calls them, they don't listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and and how the Lord said that's the devil's not, no matter how hard he, no matter how hard he tries, he's not gonna force anything upon us. We have to open our gates to it. That's right. And so the Lord was showing me that that's why it's important to guard your gates. Amen. And again, if you don't let the Lord in, then your guards could be incomplete. Amen. And He remind me of if there's a guy with guns and stuff and running at him with sticks, that would be ineffective. Especially rotten sticks. Okay. Amen. That was it. So you must have appropriate weapons for the warfare that you are encountering? Yes. Okay. Now, even when it comes to the, the ability that Satan has, without Christ, the eyes of your understanding are darkened. But yes. the devil can't take anybody over without their permission. And so he has to deceive them into letting go of their, their right to tell him no. Right. Yes. Yes. And they don't have the, an unbeliever doesn't have the same Holy spirit seal on their spirit, the same, um, use of the weaponry that's available that a believer has. So it's worth being in Christ. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, but the same happens even with the believer. While the the believer cannot be possessed because the Holy Spirit has already sealed us, can't be demon possessed as a believer. Um, You can still open opportunity for the adversary to do things in your life, right? Yes. Yes. And we should not do that. We should keep the door shut. One of the ways that we give access to the adversary is with our words, saying things that are contrary to what God has already said. If he says that you are healed, that by his stripes you are healed. Don't walk around claiming that you're sick. Because the adversary will go, oh, thanks. I'll bring that right in. The adversary will make suggestions 
to your mind to get you to take on something that's not yours, that God did not already say so that he can gain access. Um, our actions can give the adversary access. Willingly entering into sin gives the adversary access. Right? Yes. yes. Okay. Do you have something you want to say, Dean? I'll, I'll wait you finish. Oh, okay. I, I think I was about done. Okay. I, I'm just going to say, I think if you combine what you were talking about promise with what Leila was talking about, and you think about how do I structure my life, right? So if, if I'm going to go out on a boat that's going to be on rough seas, should I take a life jacket with me or when I get thrown overboard, I should go, maybe I should have had a life jacket. You should take the life jacket with you. Right. So in, in Layla's analogy, would it make sense to um, have a napkin so I can wipe the mayonnaise off my mouth as I go along instead of have to worry about running to the bathroom to make sure I didn't make a mess of myself? Right. Or maybe I was just like, maybe I should have had a little more decorum. And I, I'm just making an example, Layla. I should have a little more decorum in the way that I scarfed down that hamburger and taking smaller <laughs> bites so that it wasn't getting all over the side of my face while I was getting into it, right? So letting yes. my flesh lead me into to making decisions. For you, right, well, maybe I shouldn't worry about whether I have sticks or guns. Maybe I should know that guy has guns, and maybe I should take a different path so I don't have to have him in my life at all. Ooh. And so <laughs> these are the things that are so important for us as we structure our lives and we look at what the word tells us, right? So we can avoid the things before they come, but we have to be honest with ourselves, right? And so yes. Layla, we'll go back to your example. So, oh yes, yeah, so I just went to the mirror to look to see if I um, had some mayonnaise on the corner of my mouth, but you're rocking your little uh, American hat today, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you like that hat, right? Yes. Right, and, and what do we do sometimes, right? And we go to the mirror, for an appropriate reason, but then we go, man, don't I look good? Man, that hat looks sharp to me, Ooh, boy. Hey, man, <laughs> golly, damn, I'm looking good. And then we're lingering there and we're thinking highly of ourselves and we're, we're just, we can just keep going on down all these other roads and we come out and go, man, that hat don't look too good on her, does it, man? She don't wear a hat like me, I'll tell you what. You know, <laughs> and just, it, it leads to all these things. And yes, we can recover and we can repent and God will forgive us, but we have to set up those boundaries for ourselves in advance to make sure it happens, right? Um, yes. I tell people all the time, you know, it's like, and, and I know your parents um, drive this one home with you and you may not be able to fully appreciate it yet, but that discipline of I go to bed at a certain time and I get up at a certain time. I get up at a certain time so I can have my devotional time with the Lord so I can be prepared throughout my day and so I can arrive at where I'm supposed to be the first time of the day well in advance of the time I need to be there. So if I run into some traffic or whatever, but if I have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock, I can't roll out of bed at 7.30, jump, run down the stairs, get in my car, and run out. I hope I'm going to get there at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Right? I'm going to miss my time with the Lord. I'm not going to have a breakfast. I'm not going to brush my teeth. I'm going to get caught by every light. I'm going to be late. And I'm going to miss, man, traffic was bad today. What my fault? <laughs> right? That's what we do, right? Yes. So, get, I could talk about that for a while. But it's, <laughs> I like to say it this way. It's the decision before the decision. Einstein was uh, purported as having worn the same clothes all the time because he said, why do I want to waste the mental energy of thinking about what I'm going to wear every day? So he just bought himself seven outfits that all looked the same. Then he said, this will be fine for everything that I do. I never have to waste this energy, right? If I live a, dis a disciplined life and saying, I'm going to get up early every day, whether I need to get up early or not, so I can start my day well every day, on the days when something happens, it doesn't affect me. And on days when nothing happens, I just have a more fulfilled life anyway. But 
every night before I go to bed, if I decide, well, am I getting up in time? Or, you know, I could set my alarm for 5.15 tomorrow instead of 5. That extra 15 minutes, and, and we don't need to do that. Make the decisions ahead of the decisions, and it always makes life a whole lot better. Amen. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who can't see, and we always talk about you joining us, we'd love for you to join us. Amen. <laughs> John and Kamisha just about getting whiplash over there, shaking their heads, looking at the kids, because uh, mm-hmm. this is not news to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 5, 15 uh, and 16 says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Oh, verse 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm-hmm. Being circumspect means you're aware of things. Hey, it's coming. And you behave appropriately. Not going, oops, I didn't know. I forgot. I didn't understand. I didn't know what that meant. All that Mr. Dean was just talking about. So amen. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. What else? That was it for me. Okay. There's much more to, to cover in this. Um what, in Acts chapter 1? In this section of scripture. Okay. Um, I think we're going to pause here for today and get into it on the next episode. So, just to be mindful of everyone's time. Thank you, and, sir. Um, no point in starting something right now and then, you know, having a, I'll say trail off. and Cliffhanger. Oh, so it, you're being circumspect of the time that's available. Hey, you know, it, wisely. it begins with me, right? No point in in preaching it to others and then just, you know, being disqualified myself. So, so let's pause there. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the knowledge to do what you asked us to the fullness. Mm -hmm. Lord, I also just thank you for just being guided and helping us along the way, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.